Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. My name is Viv. I'm Dylan, and you're listening to Treadmill Talk. In Treadmill Talk, we'll sit down with industry experts in the world of health and fitness with some good banter and yarns along the way. We're all about nutrition, nutrition training, and lifestyle. Powered by Flex Fitness. Welcome back guys, you're listening to Treadmill Talk with Viv and Dylan. Today I've got a new co-host, Dylan, how are you today? Thanks Viv, it's awesome to be here today. Mm. My background, I'm a part of Flex, I've been working at Flex for a few years now and something I love about the gym and fitness and being in the industry is Mm. people's stories and I'm always one to um, have a chat with someone in the gym and um, when it comes down to to fitness, training and nutrition, I always love to hear what other people are up to so I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Nice, we're lucky to have you. Who's our special guest for our episode? Today we're walking with Dan Mazzola, NZ's first and only WBFF Pro Muscle Model. Former NZ IFBB National Champion. A business owner and online personal trainer. WBFF Australian Judge. 14 years of training, background in rugby and athletics. An all-round good guy. Alright guys, we've got Dylan. Hey guys. And we've also got our special guest Dan here and also Jake. Um, Dan, just to start us off, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Uh, Mazzola. Mazzola. Yeah, Mazzola. Dan Mazzola. I have been saying mozzarella just to like... like <laughs> yeah, I've had that. Kind of, have you had From that childhood, before? childhood, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. So here's the quick five questions for you, Dan. Jandals or sneakers? Sneakers. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. AM or PM train? PM. Phone. Okay, this one's a, a tricky one. Like, I'm meaning phone call. Would you contact a person or text yeah. a person? Uh, I think I'm definitely a texter. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and are you dog or a cat person? Definitely dog. Dog. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. Thanks for that. No Books or movies, Dan? Books or movies? Uh, movies. I do movies. like to read, but yeah. Books. Yeah. Um, movies. Yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> cool. <laughs> movies. Very cool. So, Dan, um, you've been bodybuilding now for a few years? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how many years. Probably, what am I? Th- yeah, it's getting on. Probably. About 2014, do you reckon, was your first one, maybe? Yeah, probably close to eight years. Seven, eight years. Mm. Awesome. And and most recently, you uh, you obviously turned turn pro. Yeah, I turned pro last year at yep. um, the WBFF Sydney show in the muscle model category. Yeah, yep. awesome. And so, at the moment, what are you working towards? Um, so I've just competed recently in LA um, at my first pro show. So that was my debut as a pro. Yeah. Um, and leading into, I didn't quite reach my goals at the LA show, sure. which I was contemplating doing the Worlds after that. Um, but I've decided to change the game plan, and I'm going to be doing the October Pro-Am show in the Gold Coast. Who are some of those guys that you're going to be coming up against in the show, the, the, some of the... Maybe um, some of the household names that people may be following. Um, for the dedicated followers, <laughs> they'd probably know guys like Wole and who else was there? Arkham. There are a lot of guys from the UK. Um, okay. I think they might. I'm not sure who's going to be coming to this sure. yeah. show, but um, some of the Australian pros will be there as well, like Keegan Thornhill and Jared Hustler. And oh yeah, um, right. yeah, it'll be a huge show. So awesome. with really you, talented um, guys. So how did you get started? Like uh, most Kiwi blokes, I was into rugby and yeah. all those sorts of sports growing up through high school and um, but unfortunately went through some bad injuries and surgeries yeah. um, and so at the time I had uh, ACL reconstruction I went back to play rugby um, mm. but then I was diagnosed with compartment syndrome so I couldn't do long distance running so I couldn't yeah. uh, manage a level of fitness that was good enough to stay on the footy field okay. yeah. so at that time going through rehab and stuff I 
just started going to the gym, pushing weights. I'd always had like a a good strength base, even as really young. I had um, so I enjoyed that side of it, and just continually started going to the gym, and then mm. cool. became a fascination and started Caught teaching myself. Yeah, and I just <laughs> since then I've been training every week. Yeah, nice for about fourteen fourteen years now. Fourteen cool. years. Yeah. Wow. Um, was there anything in particular about competing that really caught your eye and said, hey, that's something I really want to do? And um, Competing came la- longer on down the track, sort of within that 14 years, about halfway. Um, a lot of people said to me, oh, you know, you look really good. You've got the mm. potential to compete. Um, I didn't really take it seriously. It was always just a thought in the back of my mind. I thought, oh, maybe one day I might try that out. But yeah. I knew I didn't have the time. And in my early 20s, you know, I was still, even though I was going to the gym, I was still partying a bit here and there, and I didn't have the, the motivation or right. to, to really give it a good crack. Um, yeah. And so it wasn't until I moved to Melbourne for a couple of years, and then once I moved back, I knew, because it was so full on living there, I was still yeah, training true. all the time. Yeah. And then at that point, I had the idea of, look, I'm, once I moved back to New Zealand, and you have that bit more of a chill lifestyle, I have a few more hours in the day, not stuck in traffic, that I can yeah, okay. really dedicate some time to the training and the nutrition side of it. Nice. And at that point, I moved back to New Zealand, um, and I've been lifelong friends with Jake. I mm. said to Jake, let's do this. Yeah. And so he <laughs> set me up with a nutrition plan, and yeah, it was... That's how it happened. Cool. And yeah, you've awesome. got background in comps as well, so... Yeah, so I'm a pro as well, um, but that's how me and Dan met. We were originally childhood friends. Yep. Uh, our mums were best friends. We grew up together, then Dan moved away, and then when he came back, we linked back up, and I was already competing as an amateur then, and I was like, you know, let's do this to Dan. He pretty much just followed the plan to a T, yep. didn't miss a beat, and he won an overall, which is quite um, rare to win an overall on your first show. First oh, wow. shot. Yeah, first show, yeah, won wow. the overall at one of the toughest cool. sort of uh, regional shows. So yeah. some of those winners may have already done, you know, oh. a couple yeah, of shows. seasoned guys in there that have been yeah, competing impressive. for quite a few years, Definitely. and at that time was, I mean... It was probably the most competitive time around those few years where mm. Jake was coming up. There's a whole lot of like New Zealand's best guys were coming around then, so it was okay. a really strong yeah, feel. Okay. The top yeah. guys in NZ were mm. really from when me and Dan were around. Wow. Yeah. That standard was really high. The standard high. was real high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With um, shows, how long does it take when you know you want to do a show? Like, is it a couple I, of months? Or I what? always tell my clients, give yourself 16 weeks. 16 weeks. Because if you get sick, um, you know, that's two weeks gone if yeah. you've got the flu or something. Or yeah. if you have, like, a, a issue at work or a family death or anything that happens can throw you out of your rhythm, mm. you need to take that time. And it just gives you a bit of a buffer. Guys like Dan, though, you know, like Dan can prep a lot shorter because he is normally stays relatively lean year-round. Same with myself. Mm. Um, so depending on what your natural body fat levels are as well, mm. the, the typically the leaner guys can get away with, say, an 8- to 12-week prep. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas for most people that I prep, I like to give them more time just to ensure that they reach that finish line safely and feeling the best they possibly can. Okay, so, so you've been training for, for 14 years. Um, when it comes to preparing yeah. for a show... Um, how does your training, uh, nutrition, how do things change? Training-wise, things stay, in terms of weightlifting, um, stays predominantly the same. Um, it's just changing variants. So if your body feels like it's plateauing, then we'll change things up. Um, still keeping as much volume as possible, keeping the strength sure. right up as long as possible because as we tailor down the calories, you start losing that mm-hmm. um, the strength. But the biggest thing that probably changes is introducing cardio uh, mm. for myself. Like I don't do a huge amount of cardio during my off season. Yeah. So for me, that's the biggest change is that 
depending how I'm tracking body fat wise and stuff like that, that's an added thing that we'll throw in there towards the end of prep mm. to, you know, to bring in those last couple of weeks to bring things down if I need to burn extra calories. Yeah. And then the nutrition side, probably throw that over to Jake. When we first got Dan ready for his first show, he did zero cardio. Zero. Zero. It was really just about controlling his diet and training really hard and heavy, and we trained together for that whole show, and we currently train together. So when you keep up that training intensity and not just using cables and all that sort of stuff, you're actually using Mm. free weights and you're still lifting at maximum loads, you're burning a ton more calories than the guy who's sitting on the cable machines pumping out like like high reps on cables. That's not sure. going to burn much energy for one. Yep. Two, it's not going to maintain a, a big, strong muscle, so you will lose muscle. So for Dan's first show, that's what he did. I know in previous shows he started to add in more cardio as needed. Right. Um, myself with the cardio, I normally like to start with a bit of cardio and keep the food a bit higher. Um, Dan holds on to muscle a lot better than I do when when I diet, so I try to keep the food a bit higher and use some cardio to offset some calories. Sweet. Mm. For the majority of people, it will be a combination of both. So presuming they're training hard and heavy like we spoke about, the nutrition will come down to customizing the amount of calories they require to get lean, um, but also keeping their protein and fats at adequate levels to maintain muscle mass, maintain hormone function, and normally the variable we play with the most will be the, the carbohydrate intake. Okay, mm. cool. Um, just before, Jake, you mentioned training hard and heavy for for two pros. What does that look like in terms of reps and sets? The rep range we generally keep from our lowest would go would be six reps, but generally keeping about eight to 12 reps yeah. um, in the hypertrophy range. Um, obviously, like a powerlifter or something like that would go much lower, sure. sort of single reps, uh, maxes and things like that. Yeah. But you're also going to be, you got to remember, we're coming down very low body fat also, so you're going to be a lot more prone to injury when you're lifting super heavy sort of weights like that. Oh, okay. mm. But we're lifting as heavy as we possibly can within those rep ranges of 8 nice. to 12 and then working on generally about four sets of per exercise. Cool. But then other days also we will change it up and because your body's always going to adjust to whatever you're throwing at it. So some days we will throw in a high rep or we might throw in 10 sets of one exercise or okay. mm. something like that just yeah. to confuse the body. Sweet. So do you train every day? Yeah. Um, generally five to six days a week. Right, okay. Yeah, I could train seven days a week for months on end, but your body just needs that rest, yeah. you know. Yeah. I do suggest that for anyone listening to this, thinking yeah. more is better. Yeah. More is not better. No. It will right. catch up with you in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you will become prone for injuries, or you just won't give your body that recovery. So yes. remember, the training's the muscle damage. You actually need to rest and eat to recover that. That's where you're going to get the building. The building isn't done in the gym. That's why I see like a lot of guys, they'll hit arms every single day of the week thinking that's the road to the <laughs> biggest possible arms, but it's actually yeah. not. Yeah. Everything Dan and I do is to a certain degree mapped out with our training. Like we know, hey, in this phase we're going for like our last phase was high volume, so that means a lot of sets and reps, but yeah. we knew that the load would have to be around 60 to 70% of what we'd normally do yeah. because we're doing more like 30 to 40 sets per workout. Yeah, okay. Now we're back doing around 16 to 24 sets per workout, but our so our volume's a lot lower, but our intensity's a lot higher. So we're using much higher loads to try and damage that muscle, and we'll do two full-on working sets and normally two like 90% sets, yeah. so that will make up our four sets. So another mm. thing for guys listening out there is you can't go to failure on every single set of every single exercise on every single workout. Yeah. Like you just won't hit maximal failure. You'll get one failure set and then you'll see that your weight starts to drop off. Mm. So you're better to sort of pyramid up to like um, two, one, two or three really 
max effort sets within that exercise. Nice. You heard it here first, guys. We're yeah. busting the bro science. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call me a bro buster. <laughs> With shows, what motivates you to keep training? Like, what if you have an off day? You're like, I don't want to train today. I definitely always have off days. Yeah. But yeah. I think for me, it's always been my escape also. Like okay. my Some people do yoga or mm. they like to Hiking. read or whatever it may be that they're de-stress. Yeah. Um, so for me, training's always been that. So okay. I feel like when I don't have that, I miss it. You know, even mm. on my rest days on a Sunday, I'm just laying on the couch. I still miss it. I still want to be in the yeah. gym. The gym. And yeah. I, but yeah. I'm like, no, I need, my body needs the rest. So it's never been a lack of motivational thing for me. Like yeah. I've never struggled to have the motivation to be in the gym. Yeah. Um, because it's what I love to do. Yeah, mm. nice. Um, Particularly having a goal, I think, helps a lot. Yeah. You know, so for me, if it's whether I'm getting ready for a show or whatever it may be, having that goal in place, I know that every time I skip a workout or yeah. whatever it may be, then I'm further away from my goal, mm. which I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, just every day, people that are in the gym trying to work or just lose some tummy fat or whatever it may be, they need to have a structured goal that they can work towards. Yeah. yeah. Because if you don't have that goal, it's so easy What's to just point? be like, oh, mm. yeah, don't yeah, worry about sure. it. I'll have a day off yeah. or... Yeah. Because, um, you know, like that's life. Like mm. both me and Dan will admit, like we have days where we're like, man, this is tough today. Yeah. yeah. Nine times out of 10, we still show up. We do the work. Yeah. We're just wise enough to know, hey, we're not going to hit any PBs today. So we'll probably ch- train a little bit differently yeah. Yeah. so that we just get the volume in and get the work done. Yeah, um, nice. We will both also have days, you know, where it might be like, hey, I'm not going to train today. I'm just feeling really beaten up. And that's okay. For the average person, you do, like Dan said, you need that goal there. Mm. So like you don't make excuses because it's easy to tell yourself you need day off and then one yeah. day turns into five days yes. sure it's definitely easier to formulate a habit being a newbie and getting into it and going you know more frequently and having that goal to work towards yeah and being accountable as well is really yeah. important have someone to be accountable mm. to whether it's a personal trainer or someone at the gym staff who's checking up on you or a nutritionist yeah or a friend you know anything really but yeah exactly. that's good advice that's the biggest takeaway i think in this whole fitness journey i've been through is that you do need to be accountable for someone yes. um, to someone because yeah, if you don't have that force there that's saying, look, you need to be doing this, doing that, um, it's so easy to go by the wayside and just, like Jake said, one or two days can turn into a week and then all of a sudden you've lost everything, all your progress that you've just yeah. done for yourself. Yeah. Um, when the training goes out the window, then it's only a matter of time before the diet goes out the window. Goes. Yes. And that, that's just human nature. You know, when, when you're not training, you're getting real comfortable at home, it's so much easier just to eat those foods that comfort you rather than the ones yep. you know are going to help you with your goals. So yeah, for sure. I definitely think, you know, on the money there is being accountable and, yeah, with those foods there, it's that's going to be the next thing that's going to slip and then you could go backwards. Could you give us a rundown from start to finish? Of the show day? Yeah, even the fake tan, like what happens? um, Why you have it? Why do you have a fake tan? WBFF is slightly different to how some other shows run because it's also like part of a model show as well. Yep. Um, So generally your show will be on a Saturday. Yep. But on the Friday night we will have a red carpet event and that's where everyone gets in the suits. They have social media there, cameras, interviews, you mix and mingle. Um, If you're a first-time competitor or an amateur, you'll get given gift bags and all these sorts of things, and then they have an athlete meeting, so they'll run through everything. So you know exactly how the show's going to run, where you have to stand on stage, these types of things. So you'll generally have a base tan on the Friday night. So that one will process overnight. You sleep in it. It's pretty horrible and sticky and gross. (laughs) It can be horrible. And generally you're staying in a hotel, so you ruin all the sheets and cost your fortune. Another tip, um, bring your own sheets. Yeah, Yeah. I forgot 
to do that in LA and it cost me a few hundred bucks. Oh, man. Um, they said, oh, we don't know what's happened. It looks like someone's tipped paint through the bed. <laughs> <laughs> but they had like, you know, hundreds of athletes yeah, staying yeah, there yeah. and everyone got staying with the same that's thing. Fun. So that's your Friday night. Yep. Saturday morning is generally, if you, sometimes you'll need an, an extra tan or a final coat. Because yep. WFF is more of a model look, some of the guys will have makeup. Makeup. Oh, wow. Yep. So you, some guys will get it. Um, all the girls will be getting their hair and yeah. tan and everything done. So then the show generally starts at 9 to 10 a.m. Yeah. Basically, you just go backstage. You sit there. They have platters of food, everything backstage. Yeah. So there's treats, which are quite hard to stay away from during the day. Viv's um, really excited about I this know. food. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard Just so you guys can't see being a podcast, but I think she wants to be a bodybuilder for that one reason. Yeah, just for the wrong reason. <laughs> Sounds good. The free food on the day. Is that the um, notorious, what do they call it? Is that the carb up? The carb up generally happens during the week because right. by the by the Saturday, it's generally might be too late to, Definitely. to get sure. your... Get all the carbs into your body, and so the treats on the day they're just the hey, congratulations, yeah, yeah. you've Come made the stage. show. Come on stage, oh, so you can cool. pick out these chocolates. Sometimes as well, like you might find uh, an athlete will go what we call flat, so their muscle starts to look smaller. Yeah. So we will need to put in some a little bit of fluid and some fast carbs, so some lollies or something. So what Dan's saying is they have that all backstage yeah. for any scenario that happens. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the platter they'll have backstage will look like they'll have generally a meal prep company, so they'll have those nice yeah. healthy meals there. Yeah. They'll have fruit fresh fruit then they'll have pizza they have protein shakes protein mousse protein pancakes wow. all the lollies you can think of potato yeah. chips lollies <laughs> um pretty much everything you can yeah. think of muffins cookies like create a cafe and call it show day kitchen i'm gonna start that um so yeah and then ha- so that's a whole day so, so we uh, get on the stage. show format generally is a two Two shows, yep. so you have morning, which is prejudging, yep. and then the evening show, which is like the finals and when they do the prize giving and yeah. stuff like that. Um, with WBFF, they have evening gown wear, right. um, suits also for the males. Yep. So the morning show will be strictly judging and just bikinis or trunks for the men, mm. and that's generally where they do most of the placings. Um, you'll do comparison shots, things like that. So the the evening show generally determine who they think might be within the those the winners. Right. Yeah. Um, if it's very close. Yeah. If it's, you know, first and second are splitting hairs, then then it will come down to the night show. If someone lost their conditioning or maybe oh, they've okay. pigged out too early and yeah, they've okay. thrown it away. So, But generally it's determined by yeah. then from the morning show. So then the evening show is the prize giving. You'll come out again in your trunks or bikini. And then they'll also do like a formal evening round. So the yeah. girls will come out in a dress. They have also for the figure girls, they do like the Victoria's Secret with the big wings. And, oh, wow. Yeah, so they get yeah. to design their own outfits. And so they come out and do that. And then the fitness uh, males and muscle models, we also do a suit round. Yeah. So that's generally the same format for every show. Um, some of the pro shows, like when I did LA, I just went out for the, um, the evening show. I didn't have to do pre judging in the morning. Okay. So that was a lot easier. You sort of have to peak once. Yeah. Because when you're doing the two formats, you've got to maintain your conditioning through the whole day. Um, so you're generally quite thirsty and dehydrated, and but that's generally the basic format of the show, yeah. And, oh, yeah, and would you just get food? Like, well, oh yeah, I would yeah. just straight go straight away. somewhere. Well, most people have their bags backstage, and they'll be packed with chocolate and lollies. <laughs> oh and my gosh! There's people walking around with cakes and donuts. And then what's your bag yeah, packed with after yours? a comp? Um, always a Powerade. Powerade's like the first thing, generally. Yep. Powerade or a Gatorade, I would get straight to stage and just skull a couple of those. They've got to be cold. Yeah. Um, and then I'll have, generally, whatever's sitting in my bag, there'll be, I'll at least have a block of chocolate and a bag of lollies or something. you got a sweet tooth. I definitely have a sweet oh, tooth, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. So just side <laughs> note here, I've seen Dan eat, was it four or five desserts at that? 
chocolate cafe. Yeah, I think it was five. Five, five very dense, rich chocolate desserts, and like full desserts, sad. after a show, just knocked them out one after another. And that was after like half a cheesecake, wasn't it? Well, that, <laughs> wow. this, that particular day, I decided if I could see if I could do 20,000 calories in a day, which oh, I well. think I'd knock out of the park <laughs> wow. pretty easily. Yeah. So that was all part of that. Not that I would recommend anyone to go and do that, <laughs> especially post-comp. Um, but I knew I could put a lot, a lot of food, so I thought, oh, I'll just see how much I can do. And, Five yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, well. Dan's <laughs> definitely got, got the uh, the sweet yeah. tooth on that one. But yeah. he's also got the metabolism to sort it out. So yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. ladies particularly listen up to that. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't recommend that. that unless you want to wake up seven kgs heavier. Oh, yeah. wow. Before you think about entering a comp, mm-hmm. what are some of the key things that you need to be aware of that'll, that'll set you right through your prep to comp day? I think firstly is finding... A coach, someone that's good at what they do, has a good reputation, you know, someone like Jake, because it's, there's a lot of science behind it also. It's not just a motivation factor. Like, yeah, you need someone yeah. telling you, okay, your body needs this, it needs that, you're mm-hmm. going to spend this amount of calories per day, because um, a lot of people don't understand that kind of thing. Um, so that's the most important thing, is finding someone that knows what they're doing and go to them and say, look, I want you to prep me for a competition. What do I need to do? Yep. And Jake's mm-hmm. going to be like, look, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Um, I think that's the f- first most important thing. Yeah. And obviously that coach should be able to um, identify your body and what your yep. body needs and yeah. then um, recommend training and nutrition. Yep. So we, as a nutritionist at Jake Campus Nutrition, mm. whether you're a prep client or whether you're just a lifestyle client, we will recommend the type of activity to best suit your goal. Um, if someone's already doing a good level activity and they're like, hey, I do CrossFit, I just want to fuel for my CrossFit, cool, that's no problem either. But if someone comes to me and says, hey, look, Jake, I want to do a comp. First of all, Dan's right, you need to hire someone who knows what they're doing. And what we'll do is we'll look at the time frame and look at your body and where you're at and decide, do you even have enough time to do that? Mm. And if not, then we need to plan, hey, this is actually a six-month goal. You may need to lose 10 kilos and then build five kilos of muscle and then then get ready for a show. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, no offense to some people, but they're just nowhere near what's required to step on stage yeah. Yeah. at that point. And even if I dieted them as hard as they could and did, they did everything by the book, they would still not have either enough muscle or they would still be carrying too much body fat yeah. to get them in the top five. And that's my goal for every client is to be the best they can be, which is, you know, if you're in the top five in any show, you're doing really well. Yeah, awesome. um, and you're going to walk away with a good experience in terms of, hey, I, I feel good. The last thing you want is to be the last person called out. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel like you're the most useless person on that stage. And that just kills your confidence. Yeah, true. And honestly, once that confidence is dead, I guarantee you getting back in the gym is going to be 10 times harder that next week. Yeah. Your food choices are going to be poor because you're going to be emotionally eating after the comp. Yeah. And that's what leads into really bad um, binge cycles and all yeah. these people saying, yeah. oh, I put on 10 kgs after a show. Is They didn't actually have a realistic goal to begin with. Yeah. So And they either didn't get there properly or they didn't take the advice of, hey, you need longer to get ready and then when they step on stage they just feel completely like disheartened from it all sure yeah Yeah. if you trust the process because a lot of people tend to overthink it or they're getting information from all these Mm. other people who think they know everything else they become Google scientists and Google everything and then you get in flux with all this information and then you start to panic and second guess yourself and second guess your coach and that becomes a mind game whereas you need to be competitive in the sport you need to be focused the whole time and you Mm. just need that one source of information or you might just have your your nutritionist and you might have an opposing coach or something like that but i think that's the most important key is just to trust the process and yeah yeah, and then let it all um, fall into place yeah yeah nice
Um, I've seen the movies. I've seen Pumping Iron, seen Generation <laughs> 1, Generation Iron 2. How close are those movies to actually what happens for a competitor and actually some of the things that they go through leading up to stage? They definitely make it more dramatized than it really is. Yep. Yeah. There is very few professional athletes that would live the lifestyles you see on um, Generation Iron. Yeah. They're hand-picked for that They're movie. They're hand-picked for like that movie. Top of the yep. world. You, if you're thinking about becoming like that, then first of all, move to America. <laughs> Second of all, get a good agent, and you better have the best genetics in the world because there's also hundreds of thousands of other people mm. who want to live it there. Mm. Like for example, Dan and I, are professionals, <clears throat> would be regarded, you know, within the top ten in the community within New Zealand. Yet we both still have full time jobs. We yeah. run our own companies. We pay for the majority of our stuff, apart from we have, you know, we're blessed with, you know, some sponsors here and there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but most of the stuff we do is paid for. Yeah. Wow. Um, we pay for ourselves. Expensive. Yeah. It's an expensive sport. So you're you're really you're gonna have to understand that if you want to become a pro and you're struggling to make ends meet as an amateur, mm. becoming a pro is only gonna cost you three times as much because then you've got flights and accommodation to the US or Europe or UK to do these pro shows plus the entry fees and then you have to got everything wait, wait, else wait. that goes on top of that. You're a pro, but the pros still have to pay entry fee to play the sport. Um Registration fees depends what federation. Wow. So yeah, certain federations wow. will have registration fees. Other federations have like a pro card fee. Yeah. So there's still fees involved. Yeah. Wow. Um, which is the only. It's the weirdest thing. You're a professional athlete. Yeah. yeah. You're the only athlete that pays for everything yourself. I couldn't imagine like the All Blacks like exactly. having to pay yeah, like, to turn up on the field. Exactly. Like, That's we, crazy. We, we yeah. train at the same in terms of like you know t- same amount of time per week. We'd be training up to twenty hours a week. Yeah. But we pay for most of everything we do. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a professional bodybuilder, don't don't think it's glamorous like Generation I am. Yeah. It very much is hard work and a lot of lonely moments and forking out yeah. of things for yourself. But definitely, you can reach some awesome moments and make some incredible memories. And like, so, if, yeah. an example like the last show I did in LA um, it was easily ten thousand dollars, you know, wow. out of my own pocket. Wow! And if you're a professional looking to compete in a few shows. Each year, yeah. like if you're picking out two, three shows a year, you know, you're spending 30 plus thousand dollars a year yeah. just Crazy. in competing, you know, with your flights, accommodation, all these types of things. So it's not only are you working yourself in the gym, you've got to have a good career behind you yep. to support it because there's all these Instagram fake lives on, yeah. you know, you think they're living the dream, but the majority yeah. of these people aren't. That's fake. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I know, that's, we know a lot of these people yeah. and it is yeah. all just for the gram. Yeah. All yeah. for the gram. The majority of the pros that you'll meet do have successful business yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, what, what kind of jobs? Like, um, I mean, they all vary. Have? A lot of them are obviously in the fitness industry and personal trainers yeah. and things like this. But Any quirky jobs? like Dan Dan has quite an interesting job for oh, a, I guess so, yeah. Like I've got a um, bricklaying business, so yep. that's completely so out of the norm for a, a, body. a bodybuilder, I guess. Not yeah. that I really consider myself a bodybuilder, but... Um, yeah, so you've got to remember a lot of these people's goals are, I want to be a pro. Yeah. But yeah. they don't understand the costs and the the amount of dedication that you have to have to actually be successful at it. Mm-hmm. You will see some guys turn pro, but then they don't have a career behind them, and they yeah. might even be able to do one show, and then they can't afford to do it, you know? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be struggling paying your bills and paying your mortgage or, you know, taking food out of your kids' mouths to yeah, just yeah. jump on stage for a plastic trophy. That's irresponsible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort your job out and get yourself some money behind you before you take that leap yeah. and do it with someone who's going to actually make the, the prep the easiest you can. You mm-hmm. need to invest yeah. in these things. You can't just do it on the cheap. It's not one of these gigs. <laughs> no. <laughs> like yeah. a cash Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
Well, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Jake, for coming in today. It's been really awesome to sit with you and and chat uh, bodybuilding and competing and shows. And um, if we were to look for you on Instagram and Facebook, where would we find you? Instagram is maz underscore Dan, so M-A-Z underscore D-A-N. Facebook is just Daniel Mazzola. You can find me on there. Um, Not mozzarella. No, not, not, not Maserati either. <laughs> no, Maserati. That's, that's my name for him, but that's all right. My <laughs> website is danmazolatraining.com. And I'm just Jake Camps Nutrition on IG and Facebook. So, yeah, just give me a follow. I'm always posting stuff that's on cool. nutrition and health and recipes. So there's heaps on there. There you go, guys. Um, you've got their, you've got their um, details now. Send them a message. Ask them a question. Again, guys, thanks for coming on today. Yes, thanks, thank guys. Cool. That's all for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you grab a one-day free trial to catch Jake or Dan in action at Flex Fitness. Check out our website for free downloadable tips and make sure you check out our video, Leg Day with the Pros, where we follow Dan and Jake for a full leg session in their prep for the upcoming competition. Follow our Facebook and Instagram today.